are episode 37. This is Holy Puck Podcast. I'm John. This is Cam. We are your best source of hockey news, news and abuse. We are, of course, brought to you by our good friends at Cheapskate Hockey. Cameron. Yes, mate. You're back from Hawaii. I'm back from Hawaii. You're looking brown. Brown. Browner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mexican. Yeah. yeah, took a fortnight off the sun myself and I went swimming with sharks and hung out where they made Jurassic Park and did all that cool stuff and went to volcanoes and snorkeling and all that other awesome adventure outdoor shit. Wow. Yeah. That sounds... Fair go, though. Quite zen. Cageless shark dive. Very mad. Yeah, I saw the video. It looks pretty hectos, Pretty actually. mad. But importantly, though, we are back. And we're we not just back. back via Skype. I'm back we're with you in your In the house. lab. In the lab. In the actual lab, which has had some cleaning lately. Uh, there is less... We upgraded the printer. Yeah, you did. We're both, on, we're both on a little break, that a little sabbatical check. from work. Yeah, well, I'm actually... Well, I'm well you're back tomorrow, but you're not, like, working, whereas I've got another week off. Yeah. And it's telling that we're both in holiday mode because you're not wearing shoes. No. I've left the house in camo tracksuit pants and matching camo shoes, <laughs> and we're sitting here with beers on a Monday night. Yeah, which is a great time. Holiday mode. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be jet-setting next week, so... Yeah, when do you leave the 10th? Yeah, so I leave on on Tuesday morning. You know what we'll do? We'll do a we'll do a Skypey before you leave, like on the Sunday night. Yeah, maybe maybe a little maybe a little in in rink chatter whilst yeah, I, I'm going wait. to three games. Yeah, what you should do? Maybe call me while you're in at the Rangers game at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and I'll work out how to record something from my end. Oh yeah, I'll just something own. short and sharp. Yeah, like and we'll put it up. Yeah, that That'd could be, cool. be funny. Or, alternatively, we could do it from the Vancouver game and you can try and talk me out of killing myself. Oh, no, because if you do it at the <laughs> Vancouver game, right, put me on speaker, <laughs> take like a little Bluetooth <laughs> speaker, <laughs> plug it into your phone, and then you, like shush everyone around you go, guys, 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 you need to listen to this. You need to listen to this and I just go, you all suck! <laughs> Fuck you, Canucks! Stop blowing it! Can't help it. Oh, um, my God, imagine if the Sedins heard me and be like, I wish. Henrik! Henrik, it's your mother. Come in for supper. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They're professionals. They had to deal with it. A single solitary tear <laughs> falls from his eye. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Nothing Thank like you. a good Simpsons reference Nothing to like, start yeah, it off. Yeah. I know. It We've known the references today because that was a Simpsons reference. Pre-podcast, we had a su- uh, Super Troopers reference. Yeah, and an American Beauty reference, American which was Be- out of control, by oh, the way. I nailed that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that care, it's because, I guess, uh, technically this person's a relative of mine. But suddenly a dead shit thinks they're all, they're all dark <laughs> and mysterious, like that dickhead that was filming the floating plastic bag in American it's Beauty. Like, dude, it's a plastic bag. It's not as deep as you think it is. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it, mock it, comment, get back to me. Yeah, you definitely should. Anyway, so let's let's kick straight off with with Torts Watch. The most fireable coach in the NHL <laughs> has proved yet again that he is the, uh, some sort of sorcerer. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is this wizardry? <laughs> so look look the wildly see what we did there. I know the wildly anticipated tilt between the twelve game win streak Minnesota Wild and the fourteen game win streak Columbus Blue Jackets went down yesterday. It did which was, was New Year's Eve in North America and New Year's Day here in Australia, and it didn't disappoint. No, it was four two bout. It's pretty good. I, I loved the shit out of that game. So the game was feisty. Chris Stewart and Josh Anderson punched on. And then uh, Matt Calvert, Matt Dunbar um, got it going shortly after. And they were both issued game misconducts. Uh, Dunbar in particular being ejected probably didn't help the Minnesota Wilds' chances uh, of getting no. back into the game. But uh, ultimately the BJs prevailed because BJs always prevail. 
and extended their streak to 15, um, while Bruce Boudreau and his troops saw their own mammoth effort come to a grinding halt. I know, even Captain Tomato Sauce couldn't stop the day. Bruce, we are a big fan of Big Brucey, but it was a battle of the coaches in is the end. Is he big? Like, is he just wide and short, or is he actually big? I think he's short. He's short and fat. Short and fat. <laughs> he's short and fat. Poor Bruce. With, with the sore, the sore stains. Poor Bruce, shocking rig. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but look, barring a sudden and uh, massive surge from another rogue team, You'd have to assume that Torts is looking good for this year's Jack Adams Award, which will annoy the living fuck out of the hockey media and the NHL's the NHL, top dogs. Yeah. Well, we just, want it to happen. Just just having um, just having Torts anywhere near and his team anywhere near the top must be really annoying. Like Donald Vetman, lol. I just <laughs> I still love that. Though. <laughs> yeah. um, but do you know what I realized? Maybe I'm maybe I'm um, like prophetic and hear me out. Okay. So Gary Bettman, we've called him. Donald, a number, um, but a number of other not so As, nice names, right? I was gonna like, say, and then le- like segue. Yeah, the Donald is gonna become the leader of America, and therefore the free world. So, are you suggesting that the Donald is the fr- is the leader of our free? Like, well, the Donald is NHL also world. hired Vinnie Viola of the Florida Panthers. He has, over which is secretary of the army. Hilarious. Who here, <laughs> who here has ever seen Gary Bettman and Donald Trump in the same room before? Ooh. Yes. Ah! That's it. The, the conspiracy was just theorized right here. <laughs> so maybe in my medically <laughs> induced whatever I was in when I called him Donald Bettman those many moons ago when we yeah, did yeah. the podcast when so I was really many episodes. sick. Uh, maybe I, I just delved. So maybe you're on. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe it was like channeling your innie Donnie Darko. Look, and you've like let's be honest. I went a little too far into the matrix. <laughs> I took, I took you didn't the, like what you saw, but it was at least helpful for the podcast. I took the blue king as uh, Splendor in the Grass instead of the red ones, and it's yeah. helped the podcast. And now here we are talking about Donald Trump on a hockey show. I know. Weird. So weird. Anyway. That's actually segued very right well. Right into though. the quick and not so shit hits, yeah. which is excellent. Um, PK Saban is on injured reserve, which is obviously going to be thumping Predators and Predators fans. Oh. What are they going to do? Huge blow for the Preds. Saban... Bringing their offense, holding the D line, pretty big, pretty big hit for them in terms of, like obviously running into the playoffs. This is we're now post Christmas into the new year, Cam. I'm legitimately playoffs run now. I'm so sad about this for a number of reasons. Like it was obviously a marquee trade. It was the biggest hockey story of the year. Yeah. Um, the Predators are really going to hurt from it. Um, Saban has proven himself to be one of the better dudes in the world. Yeah, as, yeah. As far as being a humanitarian and whatnot. Not only one of the better dudes in Nashville, of which we can assume there's Yeah, many. and he's very much become a part of that community. But he must of course. Be, he must be devastated. It's obviously a huge blow to the Predators. It's a huge blow to fantasy hockey teams, me included. So me trying to find the new D-man of that caliber is obviously going to be very challenging happening. at this point. Yeah, I've had... Latang's been in and out all year for me. It's been rough. Yeah, so, you know, that's a big issue as well. And the other unfortunate thing is to with the Canadians being so consistently good and Shea Weber playing so well for them, this just adds more fuel to the fire for that conversation. And now oh, yeah, who say, won the trade? Yeah. Oh, the Habs won the yeah, trade. Yeah, this yeah. was silly. Fuck Pepe Habs fans are always going to say that, though. Yeah, no I know. What, but no matter good. what, it was the Habs won the trade. It doesn't mean it's not going to be upsetting, though. Like, at, at the end of the day, like, you know, I can set aside my selfish uh, fantasy hockey aspirations and go, I actually feel bad for the dude. Yeah, um, and it's if it's a herniated disc as it's being reported, it would be season ending. It'll eat into his preseason, and, and it'll be into the start of next. Back injuries, like don't go. Like, they get repaired, right? Dude, but, my but, dad's but, got a back injury. It's impossible. Once a broken back, always a broken back. Yeah, it's it's the worst. It's like actually the worst thing ever. In other injury injury related news, Panthers pivot um, Barkov has been placed on uh, extended IR for the next two to three weeks again. 
adding to his woes for this season, being out already for a f- number of weeks, and then obviously, and when he was in, he was, he was quiet. Well, I took him very high so in our draft exactly because this was supposed based to be off his of last year. year. It's supposed to be his. So his, I had him in and out for a lot of to- yeah. a lot of the time last year, and this year it's just been rough for him. Like he's been injured. I it's mean, it must be hard coming back. Though. It's been flat for him and the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I actually read something really interesting about that. So you think how much of their lineup they turned over because they bought in. Jason Demir, they bought in Keith Yandel, they yeah, moved yeah. a lot of assets. And then I read... They've still got heaps of cash left over too, oh, which is weird. I can't remember what it was. I either read or I heard. So it was either a podcast or an interview. And the dude who was being interviewed, it was like he was a GM or an analyst yeah, yeah. or something. And he said, at no stage should you ever churn or turn over more than X percentage of your roster. Yeah, but theirs and, was like ridiculously higher. Yeah, and he said there's a fine line. He, he goes, a great team. So I'm not talking a team that wins one championship. Yeah. I'm talking a team that can string together three championships in six years like Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. They know there's a certain amount they have to churn every year. Yeah, let, let's and say, that's let, the baseline. Let, let, let's say it's X and then the roof is Y. Or the, sorry, the roof is Z. You need to find somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like yeah. You need to find that Y spot. Yeah, yeah. Where um, the Blackhawks are like, you know, consistently in tried that and realm. true, they are perfect in getting at that yeah. point right. And, and what this dude basically said was the Panthers have overcooked it. They've gone in. They've understood that there's a certain percentage of their roster they need to turn over. Yeah. And so they've, they've just done gone, essentially three years worth in one year. They've done three years worth of cheating yeah. in one year, and it's too much. Yeah. And so dudes no haven't chemistry. adapted. There's well, no adaptation to the system. It's just right. Aaron, Aaron Ekblad without Brian Campbell, not that great this year. Yeah, Ekblad's been. T- Terrible for me in fantasy. Mm. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. We kind of went off topic, but I guess it just shows we really know what we're talking about, John. Oh, it does. It does. And speaking of um, games that no one really cares about, the, <laughs> the centennial anniversary game went down today. Um, it was obviously against the Leafs and the Red Wings. It was probably, uh, to, to be fair, in terms of Can I jump in and say games, one thing really quickly? Yeah, yeah. Had the, like, the first ever centennial game, and I'm like, Hang but on. it's also the last ever centennial game because the centennial is your 100 year anniversary, yeah, yeah. And, so and you only have one of those, so it's the first one and it's and the, the last, last one. one. So why don't you just say the, the centennial. centennial game? But hey, John, do you remember Year Nine English? Oh man, you know I remember Year Nine English. Do you reckon the NHL remembers Year Nine English? Uh no, no. <laughs> anyway, carry on, carry on, my friend. Well, I will say there's probably like the actual like most entertaining outdoor game for a while. There was nine goals. Mm. So there was there was yeah, a lot there was a lot in it there was a lot in it. But well, the caps the caps hawks one was shit. The bees habs one this year was shit. shit. Um, last year, yeah, last year. Got yeah. we're in twenty seventeen. Yep. Um, so the best. What one was the last really good one? Uh, the last one the the Leafs played in the Leafs hawks. I don't even think that. No, the Leafs played the wings. Caps pens. That was a good one. Yeah, you know what? The caps pens one was an absolute banger, and yeah, I and they've been flat since. And then. I want to say the bees flyers one. Yeah, oh, which was before in, they bef- yeah. was 2009 yeah, or whatever that before was. Before they started doing because they HBO played in those specials. awesome yellow uniforms. Yeah, 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 that was a good game. That was the year before they started doing the HBO thing. Yeah, which is upsetting actually. That would have been unreal. I would love that to be on HBO. I know. So you know, it was pretty flat. The third period was pretty unreal. Um, I you know it's hard to get into these games because you know there we've been. I feel like I don't want to say blessed, but we've been we've had the outdoor format We're spoiled. Shoved, shoved down our throat almost too much. I, I will say though the aerial shots I saw from this game were fantastic. Like it looked fucking unreal. Great, Crowd it was, was like huge. forty thousand and yeah. six people or something, so which was big. great. Um, like aesthetically, it was really pleasing. And like yeah. you said, the first two periods were kind of shitty, 
Um, the February final period in the OT were great. It was punctuated by an Austin Matthews winner, which the league would love. They couldn't have scripted oh. that. They're like, you know what would be good? His first goal in like the first period was pretty unreal too. But they would like, have been sitting there going, like, you know what would be great if our darling Austin Yeah, if, if he could winner. just... Yeah, and, and he did. He did. You know, and it's, it's nice. It's, it's also nice to see the Leafs win. Yeah. And I mean, the, the Epic series is actually pretty good too. Leafs have been winning a lot lately. Well, John, when I leave your lab this evening, I'm actually going to go home. And, and pump through all of them. Pump through all of the Epic series. Because guess what? In Australia, you've made it very hard to purchase it. We found another way to watch it. Yeah, if you're really good at the internet, you'll figure out how. Sorry, Donald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tweet it as if you need to know how. Um, um, sorry, hey, in the, hilarious but, news. But the v Hawks game is tomorrow though, which I'm actually really looking forward to because those guys always put on a good game. Yeah. Like, like when, you know, when you see the NHL promos Wednesday night, rivalry night, and you're like, you're not rivals, you're not rivals. The bees do, leg- the blues do legitimately hate the Hawks. Yeah, so, so it's, it's going to look really cool. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, I might actually watch it. I might actually watch it. Oh, I'm definitely watching it because my wife put me on a sports band today. Uh, so I'll, I'll explain so why. So the whole time we were away in Hawaii, it's been the peak of football season. Yeah, yeah. It's been so it's been all sports. High school all football, and we've entered bowl season, and it was yeah. week 16 and 17 of the NFL. And so every restaurant, bar, shopping center we're in, football, um, our room, the default channel was the NFL network. Without realizing it, she booked us into the Marriott in a number of different cities. Yeah. The Marriott is now the official hotel of the NFL. So like Cham was N- having a great time. NFL branded like beer coasters <laughs> and door signs. And again, the default channel on the TV. So we got home. So it was, it was all NFL all the time. And she's had a lot, a lot of sports. sports. Well, and I was watching the World Cup. It was sports. Junior Cup of Hockey over so there So it was too. all sports. Yeah. All sports. And so literally home, she was thinking sports. She was taking a poo. We've been We've been pummeling sports. pummeling sports since we got back. And then yesterday she said, Cameron, That's I, it. I'm having one sports free day. You are not to watch it, stream it, listen to it, talk to me about it. Five minutes after saying that, my six-year-old son turned around and said, Mom, did you know Columbus beat the crud out of Minnesota yesterday? <laughs> I was like, I win again. <laughs> She's like, this is your fault. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Take um, the dog for a walk. I do want to say one more thing about the outdoor games before we move on. I've got an idea for an outdoor game. Ah. With the incoming... Um, ah, yes. With the incoming Not Vegas Golden Showers. Yes. They should have a, an outdoor game once they're firmly entrenched in the league where it's the Vegas Golden Knights versus Key. an NHL all-gambling team captained by Jeremy Yaga and his accountant Key. who got him out of the gambling debt. Keen. Yeah. So it'd essentially be a bunch of 19-year-olds beating up a bunch of 65-year-olds on the ice. And I'm okay with that. You know who I reckon would fucking gamble hard? And I'd, I've got nothing to base this statement on. Yeah, yeah. other than looks. Ryan Callan. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just looks like he, there's yeah. a man that knows how to punt. You know you know who would be standing right next to him? Matt Zuccarello. Mike Richards. Mike Richards. Woof. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> You know, Matt Zuccarello, he would be... I can see him in one of those... Like, Any member of the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> then you're Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, They're fucking begging for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now or 1993? Ooh. 1993 and now. Martin Brodeur to come back. Come out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a punt. Hey, guys. Tonight, I would like to stop 12 goals and... Bet all of my money on red. <laughs> and roll all of the craps. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. All right, we should move on. We should anyway, move on. speaking of being crap... Um, oh. I know. So Yaroslav Holak, a.k.a. the Caps Killer, has been placed on waivers, finally. and He cleared waivers, too. Because no one wants to pay his 4.5 mil cap hit. And has now been... He is, too. Yeah, exactly. Now he's been sent to the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, which we can all say, lol, finally. I I will say, though, at least he's going to report, as opposed to a number of other dudes who said, I'm not going to play in the AHL, I'm going to go to Sweden. 
Yeah, like at least he's done the, the good old, you know, fine. I'm, I'm going. It's like, I've, but I've watched, I've watched Islanders games recently, and he's been a terrible and b getting more cut every time a goal goes in. Yeah, which is being pretty good actually. Cut, cut for Halak. <laughs> yeah, raises a very serious question. One of the members of our fantasy league, his team is called the Halak Snack Pack. He's gonna have to change that. He's gonna have to change that now yeah. that Yaroslav Halak is not an active NHL player. Yeah, mm-hmm. should probably post about that in the league. I will. In, in after the show, probably. T- take that, Brad Nielsen. Yeah. Oh, I've outed you. Full name Oof. and everything. Rough. Oof. So I don't actually think he listens to the podcast. Uh, he does sometimes. Sometimes. He's an angry man. <laughs> He's an angry man. Um, Lovely. In other wave of news, the underperforming Alexander Burmistrov has been given the same treatment by the Winnipeg Jets after an injury interrupted an underwhelming season. It's likely the next time he sees NHL ice will be with another squad. Um, I think, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. He's one of those dudes who's had a stinker of a year. But you drop him into a different situation and it'll just work. Kill it. Yeah. Just go somewhere else. Well, they've got a lot of jets. Well, in Winnipeg at the minute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think he fits. (laughs) That That was pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. You don't even have kids. That was such a red hot dad joke. Um, But I mean, you look at like Sam Gagne has killed it for the Blue Jackets this year for 800k. Um, So many young dudes have just come in and just filled that little slot. Yeah, he he could very much be a reclamation project for another team for cheap. Like, I mean, you guys tried it. You guys tried um, Mike Richards for a flat mill. Yep. Didn't work, but you tried it. Exactly. Everyone's kind of done that recently. But I think this year, the flavor is the young dude. Like, the Caps have had a number of young dudes come in and plug holes where we used to have, like, you know, the, the older, older vet. Yeah, yeah. I know. Keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, it's kind of like acid. You need to try it once and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one needs to try Mike Richards. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't know why we did it. And or his or his drugs that he peddled. Over yeah. the border. I feel like I feel like Canada's got enough oxy. They don't need any more. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> Everyone's got oxy. That's true. Or Adderall. <laughs> um, it's Adderall. It's not the same thing. Pardon. <laughs> hey, um, Tom Wilson, full-time flog, part-time useful hockey player. Um, Focus on the part-time useful yeah, hockey player. Thought he'd be a good dude in steamroll Devil's D-Man John Moore from behind, which resulted in Moore being stretched off the ice and taken to hospital. Yes, Hit which is actually a terrifying. penalty. No. Uh, and at the time of recording, a suspension hasn't been handed to him, although he did get his face punched the fuck in by Luke Yazdick. Yes. Um, plenty of people have said they're blown away that the hit went without punishment, so it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, comes of this because the NHL is so consistently reliable with their um, doling out of suspensions for hits. Oh, like how they we've actually commented many times that certain players need to be punished for mm. like su- suggesting... That there was a dodgy hit. This in particular, even as a Caps fan, I thought it was shit. He very clearly, like, stepped over the line on this one. And the dude was, like, unconscious. Like, he Yeah, was, he, he hospitalized. He was him. hospitalized. And I think he still is hospitalized. No, he was released today. Ah, okay. But still. Still, like, two days, though. Yeah. That's the, rough. The Department of Player Safety legitimately has a dartboard. And they're like, who is this? Uh, and he's like, oh, I missed. Okay. So, like, if, they're, if you're not in the top tier, I don't even know how Wilson has made it into that top tier. I guess it's just because he's known for bashing dudes. But if you're not in the top tier, it's just like, well, you've obviously got a name, so let's just ignore that. Any unnamed player will get like a suspension for two games. Cool. Like Pasternak has had like two suspensions this year. Pasternak got a two-game suspension for the quote headshot where the shoulder was the principal point of contact. AKA sneezing. Yet Will Carrier, <laughs> who deliberately and intentionally targeted David Backer's head, received nothing. Received nothing. Exactly. What is this? So that's all bullshit. Look, let's close this on something pleasant. 
because that's all very annoying. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have retired Daniel Alfredson's number 11. Uh, smashing affair. I felt it would be very classy and well put together. Yeah. Dare I, I say the, the PowerPoint presentationing and all the audio, visual and lighting effects were way better than the um, Not Vegas Golden Showers. Ah, yeah. so they went off without a hitch, a.k.a. they had an actual person and a laptop. No, not the St. Louis Blues. Get it, Hitchcock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitch, yeah, very good. This is a very dad joke podcast. Very dad joke podcast. The name of the <laughs> she Hi. changed the name. Welcome to episode one of the dad joke podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Nigel. This is my good friend, Neville. Oh, hey, man. How are, how are you? Um, no, but I will say, look, it was a, it was a very classy, well put together affair. Uh, and Mr. Alfredson deserved it. So very well played, Ottawa. Yeah, that's a good call. Kudos. Tip, tap of the stick. Well done. Tap of the dick. Oh, yes. I'm tapping it through my tracksuit pants you right are, now. And yep. it's, it's, it's weird, but... Well, also, you can't see because I'm in camo tracksuit pants. Yeah, you're floating right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, Another it's, it's literally just the top half of my body sitting here talking to you. I know, it's weird because even the shoes, my God. Camo shoes, pizza socks, camo pants, clearly killing it. Obviously. And I, and I brought you beers. You did, and you brought beers and you brought NHL oh, trading cards? Tell them about my present that I bought you. Sorry, sorry. This present was unassuming, some might say, but us being giant nerds yeah. was huge. So, so Cam pimped it out this this year, or, or, or ye listener. Cam came back, came in bearing beers, a laptop, and of course, three packets of trading cards. Yeah, like so. Just while to be I was, a legend. While I was overseas, they they've overhauled a bunch of the hobby shops, and there was like a rather substantial NHL card section. I'm like, you know who would enjoy this? My friend John. Ah, and do you know who did? Me. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'll take it up another notch. In the packs I got, I got eight Washington Capitals cards. To which you gave them all to me. I just gave them all to John. We traded around some cards in ultra nerdy fashion. He got <laughs> all the dudes he liked. I got all the dudes I liked. We're both very happy. Yeah, we crossed swords, high-fived, and went up and did the podcast. Yeah! Huzzah! Love it. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Except, Speaking of more good e- except news. Except for the people listening to this. Ugh. Sorry, guys. Or not. Or you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, the good news. So, and Great uh, news. unfortunately, Great news. more more goalie-related good news because <laughs> how, how many good stories... I feel like goalies are just... This season in particular, they're like, you know what? It's time to pull on the heartstrings a little you bit. You know how I reckon this works, right? So, like, there's a good news vibe about to happen and someone goes, oh, wait, what position do you play? He goes, left wing. He goes, nah. Hey, you guys are a dime a dozen. <laughs> there's literally hundreds of you guys. Move on. Goalies or bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this season, uh, this this one focuses on the Carolina Hurricanes. And obviously with Eddie Lack out uh, due, to in, in, uh, due to illness, um, they were forced to nominate an, an outsider. They were forced to nominate someone Ooh. who appears, who's part of the team, but is not really part of the team. Well, we're all he's part not of the ice. We're all part of the we're team. We're all part of the team, but... Because we're, we're all God's children in the We dark. are, we are. Don't cut his wings. Let him fly, man. <laughs> Just let him fly. Oh, so, 37-year-old equipment manager... It's his journey, all right? <laughs> <laughs> My God, I knew you were going to say that and fuck me over. So, 37-year-old equipment manager... So, Jorge... I don't think it's Jorge Alves. It might be George Alves. I think it's George Alves. I think he's a white guy. So, he got called in as their backup goalie against Tampa Bay Lightning. He did. Which is, like, that's pretty fucking unreal. Imagine being the equipment manager. So, you're 37... Obviously a little overweight. and No, he looked like he was running a pretty good rig, actually. Oh, really? Like, plays a lot of beer league. <laughs> well, I, I just assumed he was overweight because he like was the equipment manager for the, for the Canes. No, he, he looked like a normal dude. But like he was, it was. But surely like the Canes could manage their own equipment because they can't manage anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Um, but there were seven point seconds left on the <laughs> clock. They were getting flogged, and um, yeah, Carolina coach Bill Peters put him into you the game. Out. So he oh. he's realised his lifelong dream of being a boon. All the records will now forever reflect that he is officially an NHL player. Yeah, he spent time on the ice. In NHL, an NHL game. That's yeah. amazing, dude. Yeah. And they that's had a, a, that's they had a, a jersey ready for him. It wasn't that hodgepodge job with Chicago nah. where that dude yeah. had the 50 <laughs> jersey. Crawford's jersey, jersey. a different name. Um, that was uh. legit. No, but that's such a good story. Like they've obviously planned it a little bit as well. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's let's we're obviously going to lose. So let's let's make this dude's day a little bit. You know? That's, so that that says a lot that. about the culture and the character there. I really, I'm glad you put the fan on. I'm getting warm. Yeah, I'm starting to my ball's super starting to to you know. Even though thicken. we are right in the heart of Australian summer in what is traditionally our hottest month of the year, today is 16 and raining. Yeah. Awesome Australia. I know, right? Climate change though, it's not a thing. Is a science. Thing. It's not a thing. We should deny it. Science. 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 Nothing wrong with the ozone layer. Just, Nothing to no. see here. Just move on. Move on. All right. What we are going to move into, though, and it makes sense uh, that we're going to move into some baseless bullshit banter, because tonight we've already hit you with a buttload of baseless bullshit banter. I would banter. say at, at least 45% of this podcast has been BS. Oh, that's that's fair. Pretty high. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. But I'll lead I it I would off. say conservative. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The Colorado Avalanche, they fucking suck. Like, they no, no, no. really no, no. They, suck. They are so bad. They are so bad. They suck harder than anyone else that has ever sucked. Okay. Quick aside. Is the beer league team that I watched you play on Friday, is that team better than the, the Avalanche? Now, keep in mind you had two lines and you beat the team you were playing against. 6-2. Six two. Six two. Are you better than any night that the Avs go out onto the ice? I mean, look... <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Humble brag. Pro- I mean, probably like, yeah, we're all pretty high performance athletes. No, I mean, obviously not. But, but they they're are obviously f- the worst team in the NHL. They right are now. fucking horrible. And they're probably the worst team, like, of the last few seasons, too. <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge it slightly and say they're not the worst team of the last few seasons. They're the worst team of the last few seasons based on the fact that they have very talented They have parts. so many legends, right? They've got a lot of really good players, and That's for right. some and reason, it's just some, not something, working. Something's not working, and it's it's just... You look at the players, and you'd be like, you could go anywhere and just be a legend. Like, yeah. you absolutely kill it, right? You could you could go through the list, which we'll do in a minute. Like, you can go through the list, and it's just... It's mind-boggling to, to mm. see the failure. And imagine, imagine being an Abs fan right now. It must be super disheartening. I'm, I'm going to say it's not because they live in Colorado where weed's legal, so they just don't care. <laughs> and, like, it's winter now, so if they don't give a fuck, they'll just go snowboarding. Although, the Broncos haven't made the playoffs this year in the NFL either, so maybe they are... Li- oh, and the Rockies suck too. Yeah, so... And the Denver Nuggets aren't having a great... Oh, no, they probably are upset, actually. Yeah. Wow, it's really all gone to shit for Denver and Colorado as a whole. Yeah, other than the weed thing and the snowboarding thing. That's all right. That smashing pop duo 303 come from Colorado, so you still got that to hang your hat on, Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, this is the the dad's NHL podcast. No, the only reason I bring that up is because I wrote a press release for them once, you know, back in my music glory is and heyday, I wrote a press release for them. And I said, quote, they've got more bounce than the Bolshevik Revolution. <laughs> That's fucking gold. That's so bad. That's great. Anyway. That's so bad. Jeez, I used to play some of their tunes back in the DJ days. Of course you did. You yeah, EDM man. EDM knob. I know. Um, so look, what good could possibly come from us talking about the abs? Turns out heaps, actually. Because, because there's a lot of value in the squad. There is. We can use their dire position and their inability to play 60 minutes of good hockey 
to conjure up a number of player moves and trade scenarios that we would like to see come out of Colorado. Now, Cam, mm. we we like hockey. We, we like, like hockey. the playoffs. We like we the playoffs. Like, we, we occasionally enjoy an outdoor game. We, we like alumni games. But more importantly, what is the thing that we like more than anything in NHL? Trade season! Oh, trade season! Trade season is like the best. This is this is our wedding crashes. Yeah, like, this it, is, it, it, it really, really is. is. It really is. There's, if I could pick anything... Like trade season, like we have the trade tracker. We there's so many. Like I feel like our best episodes are during trade season. Yeah. Because we have so much fun talking about it. You're excited. Fill these nipples. I know my nipples have immediately yeah. erected themselves, and they're cutting glass as we speak. Well, I needed somewhere to put hang that coat hanger. So. I know. Luckily, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> so look, according to GM Joe Sakic, everyone not named Nathan McKinnon and rookie Mika Rantanen is available for the right price. So I'm going to run through who's available and their price. Yeah, yeah. Because because unlike Mike Rapoport, I actually fact check yeah it's important um so <laughs> for a sports related podcast yeah actually. so matt duchene signed until the end of 2019 and carries a six mil cap hit gabriel landeskog signed to the end of 2021 with a 5.6 mil cap hit uh semyon valimov is signed until the end of 2019 with a 5.9 mil cap hit ty barry till the end of 2020 with a 5.5 mil cap hit and eric johnson 2023 with a six mil cap hit i know right um the other one you want to put in there too is obviously Jerome McGinley's coming into the end of his contract. People are basically demanding he be traded so that such an illustrious player gets a chance to win a cup because he is currently a cupless veteran yeah. on his last legs. And an all-round like nice dude slash legend. This slash is a this is this is a Vinny LeCavier situation. Yeah. They've moved him. him into a contender so we can try and get a cup with his Yeah, last like send him yeah. to Blackhawks. Like. Yeah. I mean look, Vinny <laughs> Vinny had a cup. But they wanted him to have a shot at another one, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I I feel like they're... You know what? We should start start a petition to send him to the Blackhawks. No, because I don't (laughs) think they'll win it this year. (laughs) I don't either, but, like, it's still fun. Anyway, so as you can see, there's plenty plenty of talent and value to be had There's a lot of value in this squad, Cam. Well, in today's NHL, acquiring players with term is a big thing. And for these amounts, it's actually quite reasonable. Like, $6 million is obviously a buttload of money. But, I mean, there's shittier players than this getting paid the same amount of money. Well, yeah, totally. And I mean, the only concerns here are obviously at the end of the list, but I think the big concerns are the years that are attached to these dudes. They're, they're, they're going to be the kickers. Although they are pretty reasonable considering the age, like the young age of some of them. So let's go through them and where we think they should go. So off the top, I have heard and I've read, and I can't believe I did this to fact check this. I actually went through Oilers fan pages and bloggers. Jesus, that would have been rough. It was fucking rough, dude. Um, that would have been. Mm. They're like you've unveiled a certain type of stupid. It's like the first time I sat down to watch the Lord of Ring, the Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with everybody? Why yeah, are you doing why this? They, why are they being chased? Why aren't they killed in the first three minutes?" Oh, it's so annoying. I know. It's like Harry Potter. Harry oh, Potter's a wizard, right? Hate. And I get it; he's powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't. But then to begin with. Yeah. So why don't you just punch the little fucker and take his wand? Problem solved. End of franchise. I know. Anyway, Matt same Deschain. deal here, right? Matt Deshane. So rumor has it the Oils Oils Oilers are all in on Matt Deshane, and they're offering right winger Jordan Eberle and their first round pick. Um, that makes sense to me, as it would give the Avs a shot at another kid in next year's draft because they'll obviously get a high pick based off their rubbish shop this year. Of course. I mean, so p- they're obviously going to fill that with a young gun. They, they could get pick one and pick 15 at this rate stage, right? If they could get pick one and pick fucking nine at this rate, Jesus. Well, you, if, if they got like pick 15 from the Oilers and then they bundled that up with another prospect and they could get pick seven. They could know, do, like, they could literally there's do... There's a lot they can do with this. They could do a, a Leafs Mark two. Yeah. 
Um, Based on that, if they, but that, the caveat there, I think, is they have to move to Shane first before they can Correct. start bundling. It's the same thing. Um, we, it'll be we spoke a, about this last year. It'll be a domino bund- effect. It's the bundling up of all your of all the picks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, so Florida did it. Um, uh, the Bees did it for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Montreal. Oh, uh, you mean before. when we picked three players in a row and, all and we could? Yeah. They're not all dog shit, but they're not all like they're all, they're all prospects. Yeah. yeah. So, um, again, so it's the same thing. So they're bundling up those picks, yeah. right? But so, like, I, I think that deal actually makes a lot of sense because you can put more young talent around McKinnon and Rantanen. Yeah. Um, and Ebele is a good player. It just hasn't ever really clicked in Edmonton. Change, I mean, it's, it's, change of scenery is good for him. Yeah, and he's still young enough to go and click somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, so moving straight on to Ty Barry. So Who we love. Who? Oh, dude. The Holy Park podcast has been a big fan of Ty Barry for a long time, right? Mm. However. Hi, Ty. Hi, man. Hi so, t- where do we think he's going? Oh so, Hi, Ty, Mai Tai. Hi, Ty. Wow. Nah. Wow. You know there's a bar in the city called Mai Tai's? It's pretty good. I've drunk a lot of drinks there. Yeah, yeah. Cheap. Anyway, so he's the kind of puck-moving defenseman that any teams have asked for. He's, the, he's that defenseman that a lot of teams have been craving for, but he's not been on the market. We, there was some talk you know, late last season about it, but it never mm. really came to fruition. Who is well, Patrick War always wanted to move him. He did. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking that as a personality thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, who was it, who was it a, a potentially a questionable suitor? I would suggest the Red Wings. They didn't pick up Cam Fowler. Greenar is not necessarily working out for them. He's coming to the end of his... He's, at the end he's of his working year. out, but he's, it's a different role. It, it's not the Caps role he's it, playing. It's, it's not... They've asked him to be a little bit more responsible. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Ty Barry moving that system would probably be a good move for them, especially seeing a lot more of them lately. Yeah, and I think it gives them like the, the good. good move. The good thing about the Detroit team is that they've got a historically impressive farm system. Yes. So if you take if you're getting prospects out of the Grand Rapids Griffins farm system, you know they're NHL you, quality. Yeah, and like you know what you've got before. But in saying that, again, Ty Barry is a name. Um, he's an all-star caliber player. And Detroit are in desperate need of a puck moving D man. Like they could swing for the fences here. This could they've land, got a lot. This could land them a Nyquist or a Tata. Yeah, maybe Mantha, who scored twice today. Yeah, well, the other thing with Mantha is like he was supposed like he was supposed to be the one. Yeah, coming well, out of the, the AHL. Lots and it, of dudes are supposed to be but, the one, but it's not like Double A's overtaken him. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and he's obviously in the shadow of Dylan Larkin, which is the big shadow to, to correct. be in. So, so I, I, I think Mantha. This, this could be the one. Maybe Mantha in a pick. Yep. Could get Ty Barry done. That's or right. if not Mantha in a pick, it could be Mantha and, or, or, or it would be a, a, a Nyquist type. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially... Snipequist. Snipequist, ooh. Especially, I mean, especially over there in Detroit. They need that They need that big D-man. Um, moving through to the Landeskog, which I think is probably the more interesting of the list. Yeah. Um, besides Vami. Um, so obviously, being, being the captain of a terrible team for a number of years is tough character building um it is of course so he's gritty he's obviously an extremely talented forward well i've said this to you before everyone always swung off jonathan taves nuts and i never bought in yeah he won me over when i saw how he led that team 
through their in-between seasons between cups when things yeah. didn't go their way. And I liked the way he carried himself yeah. when shit wasn't working for them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you'll toss the occasional fight. He's got the grit that you need. He's... he's any Anyone can be a good leader and role model yeah. in a utopian environment. And of course. Anyone can be a leader when everything's just working. When everything's but just when working. But when everything's going bad, and who's going to take the helmet off and get in the trenches with the rest of them? Exactly. So he, he won me over with that. And I see yeah. I see Landeskog as an extension of that. Like, Yeah, I see him much the same way. Be, being a captain in a shit... Like it, it's a work environment. Being a captain yeah. and a leader in a toxic work environment, yeah, it's hard. I, I think he's got something to offer a team. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, look with that, and you look at a, at a recent example. Look at the impact David Backus has had in Boston. He's no longer wearing the C, but he's respected. They gave him an A. Yeah. The players like him. He's fearless in front of the net. Um, he's had a good galvanizing effect on that team, and I see Landis Gold doing the same thing for someone else. Yeah, yeah. So where do you see him go? Maybe somewhere, maybe Western Canada? Look, you know where I'm heading with this. I know they're a small market team, but I believe the Winnipeg Jets are yeah. a good location for him. And in exchange, they will assist Colorado's defensive woes because they're going to be moving Ty Barry. Yes. I think this is the deal that sends Jacob Trouba out. Ah. Because they get Trouba for a cheap affordable rate. It's three mil average annual value for another two years. And I, I think a Landeskog for a Trouba is a good, good is a good deal for both sides and but for, imagine for the, for the Jets you'd slot in Landeskog on the second line so it'd be Landeskog Little, Little and Wheeler yeah. and it leaves the top liners Ellers Shifley and Line. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it's for a team that was dog shit two years ago. I think it's really good. So I mean, look at the swing. Imagine if they pull, pull in Landeskog. Yeah. Like I, GMs need to be looking at this and you whack you whack an A on him closely. You whack an A on of him. Of course you do. So y- your A's are in it. Uh, buff, you have so you give an A to Buff, you give an A to Landeskog, and, and then yeah. Little's the captain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Brian Little, who's an under the radar captain as well. Yeah, and here's the thing with that team too. Like you want to like I'm I'm looking at the names on that roster, right? And like Landeskog's not afraid to get dirty. He nah. he racks up pims, he fights, he hits, yeah. he does all that shit, right? I don't want the Ellers Shifley line A line in the penalty box ever. No, nah. because they're that effective. And you don't want Brian Little in the penalty box because he's sneaky effective. Mm-hmm. And then going down again, I don't want Matthew Perot in the penalty box. No, because he's effective. That's and you look at the defense, even though the ball. toughest dude on that team is Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. You don't want Dustin Bufflin no. in the penalty He has more time on the ice than anyone else in the Jets. You don't yeah. want him in almost, the box. Almost more than anyone else in the league. You don't want him in the box because no, he's that effective. No, he gives you that leadership. And watch If you watch a, a, a Jets game and you only watch... When when buffs on the ice, he is just like he's so solid. He's commanding. He just he just knows what's like. It, it's it everything. He's almost like a spider. Everything is pure instinct for him. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's just, commanding. He's just he's just so dialed in. Like no matter what, it's just gonna work out well. But you know I think I, mean? I think Landis Cog to the Jets works. And yeah. I looked it up, and the Jets can afford his cap hit. Ooh, yeah. I went to Cap Friendly today and looked all this shit up. Did you? Yep. Let's so, move on to your boy Vami. So Vami um, obviously is an ex-cap, but I feel like he is the trickiest of the of the group to jettison. Is that because his play doesn't match his cap hit? Correct, and mainly because it's it's going to be hard in the climate. At the at, right now, the NHL climate is not going to take a six mil goalie. They need to go for with these numbers. With these numbers, yeah. So his numbers are not impressive. They do not match his his cost. However, and he has a long he has a long. He has a number of years on his, on his he deal, does, man. He's but, got like four years left. But what I will say, though, any agent worth his soul is going to get in there and argue that his numbers are the result of playing behind a dog shit defense. Absolutely. I mean, 
fair, right? Which is fair. Fair. Everyone Absolutely. knows. So I, I think given Colorado's, oh, I, I think given anybody's, sorry, I should say, given any team's inability to wrestle Flurry away from the Penguins and Lundqvist has not left the Rangers, yeah. I think Dallas could be a viable trading partner. Considering here. they have two dog shit old goalies. With the same fucking cost. Same cost, same terrible numbers basically um, on any given night. And I've, they are probably the only... Like only location I could see really. What I'm doing If I'm GM Joe Is this I'm going right I'm going to trade you Vami And you obviously need to Jettison one of your goalies In return right Yeah Right So he's like Okay I'll take A Niemi back But you got to eat 50% of your salary Yeah because Or Niemi, at least 30 Niemi's As a 3 to 4 million dollar A year goalie Niemi's okay Alright all right. He was alright at the Sharks right? Yeah He, he wasn't great 3 to 4 right. million dollars a year He's okay So he's yeah. like I'll take him back you yeah. got to eat some of his salary, and I want a Stephen Johns, or I want one of your AHL defensemen. Yeah, because the two. the the Dallas AHL team, their defense is fucking red hot. Yeah, all right. So I think, I think if you took a Stephen Johns and then a Yemi or a prospect in a Yemi, you'd be satisfied. Yeah, as with and the cap, and you'd, with the ca- with the cap eat. You got to so, eat that cap, yeah. otherwise it's they're, they're not they're not taking a goalie back. If they're not the other team. This not is not money. a one for one. No. No way, and not a, not a single team in the league is doing one for one for Vami. Absolutely not. Like no, no one's looking at him, going, "Geez, those numbers look alright." No, nah, man. Well, here's the real head scratcher for me, and it's Eric Johnson. Yeah, um, man. He's something of an underrated entity in hockey. Like, here's the thing: he's paid like an all star, and quite often he plays like an all star. But you ask your average hockey fan, and I'm talking like hockey fans that actually know their shit. You're like, oh, Eric Johnson. A, a, a lot of people now. are still late. Who? Who's that dude? He's such an under the radar dude. Yeah. See, the way that he's going to get moved, I see it being very similar to the Taylor Hall for Adam Larson thing in that yeah. Sakic knows he's not going to get necessarily a player of equal value back, no. but it's going to be addressing a need. Yeah, it's just going to be a team looking for that role player, I guess. Yeah, so like it, it'll be a need thing. So like, you know, a team desperately in need of a very good responsible defenseman like Eric Johnson might give up, you know, a second line left winger or something like that. Or a really good third, second line. This isn't a D-man for a D-man. This is like you're picking up a couple of guys. or a, I, I don't know. I feel like this is just going to be one of those... It's needs-based, but it's not necessarily of equal value. Yeah, they're going to have to trade down just to get rid of him. But, I mean, look at that hit. Like It's a $6 million a year hit, and he's on the contract until 2023. The, he has the longest the, run the thing The thing that's going to be hard for Colorado, though... Six years, that's wild. Is that this is a business, right? Yeah. Everyone knows Colorado were fucked. Everyone yeah. knows there's a cultural issue, and everyone knows that everyone bar McKinnon and Rantanen is up for grabs. Yeah, that's not going to make your offers better. It's gonna the, make the, it long, worse. the longer these players are available without an offer, yeah. people are going to start going. And now we're reducing. And the, now the we're reducing. The longer that they're also playing as a team, because mm. they all know that they're up for grabs. Yeah, they're obviously going to still like. Well, fuck it. I'm going to get traded next week. What do I care about this? Totally. Like, so the, so the culture is going to take a hit. They're going to stop. They're, on they're ice gonna, performance. The, on the, the, the longer this goes on, going, the worse it bad. is for everybody involved. Yeah, so I, should, yeah. I don't necessarily back GM Joe coming out, dropping the old, yo, everyone's up for grabs. I feel like the hit in the locker room would have been, I, I can see what he's trying to do. The old motivate through mm. the old, we'll trade you if you shit. But clause. I don't think it's that. I think he's legitimately like, get the fuck out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to work though. Like it's it's a notice to the agents more than anything. But I don't think. It's oh, totally. Work. Hey, there's one more I want to throw on this list that I just thought of actually. Yeah. 
So Mike Babcock loves Austin Matthews. Yeah, loves him. Loves Mitch Marner. Loves his young guns. Love-hate relationship with William Nylander. He's moved him up and down the lineup all year. Yeah, doesn't know where he fits. He's made public comments that he needs to work on this and he needs yeah, to yeah. work on that. What's the one thing Toronto really need up back? Toronto? Oh, they need that big, burly defenseman. Well, they need a puck-moving defenseman because yeah. Morgan Riley is a phenomenal defenseman, but he's, he's not, not quite that. Yeah. So they offer Nylander for Ty Barry. Ah, Maybe. I, because of all of cup hit right nothing is on a rookie deal so it's like eight hundred and ninety thousand. he played dollars. last year though didn't he yeah but those deals are like entry level deals last three years or four uh, years no depends on when they no hang on hang on hang on hang on pending we need one of those like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we need like elevator music whilst cam googles i hang on there are some deals where they only last two years it really depends. So, like um, the, the entry level deal is pretty uniform. Hang on, William Nylander. When is he contracted to? It's it's actually incredible how right I am. Eight hundred ninety four thousand dollars till the end of twenty eighteen. Jeez. So there you go. So he's got two seasons. So what I would be looking at, based off Babcock's comments and overall vibe, he obviously likes Nylander and knows he's a good player, but he doesn't love him the same yeah. way that well, he loves the other guys. Well, you can still be flipped in your entry level. It just means that the other team has to cop your entry level deal. Which would cost them nothing. And he landed for Barry. It's pretty good. And one of the fucking million picks. Yeah, Toronto I would say Toronto would drop a couple of picks in it to sweeten it up. Nylander and a pick for Barry. It's not too far Nylander out there. Nylander and a pick for Johnson. Yeah. Or Nylander and anyone. Nylander and something yeah. for Barry you'd, or Johnson. You'd have to have a pick and maybe a prospect. It'd have to be. It'd be a deep deal for for someone that Colorado would suggest is a six million dollar man. Of which the whole the well, they whole are of, because there's worse defense. There's worse defensemen getting paid more. Aaron yeah. Eckblad's getting paid seven point five mil this year. He ain't earning it. No. Nah. Keith Yandel ain't earning it. No. Nah. I like it. Yeah, man. Nylander and uh, pick or an NHL ready prospect. Yeah. For Barry or Johnson. To. Yeah. Makes mo- it makes makes us make a good point there, Cam. Hey NHL, get a job for me yet? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the weekly waffle, of which. We have a lot of waffling to do. Because we actually disagree on this. Yeah, I know. Because we started talking about it over beers on Friday. We did. We did. When you so kindly came down to watch my, my hockey game. I know. Well, thank I you said for, I would. I thank you I for would. coming, by the way. Granted, I only caught the last 14 minutes, but I was still there. Was it better or worse than you expected? It was about the same. But it, was it wasn't horrible. No, no. I, I didn't think it was going to be terrible, right? I, yeah. I, I knew that... I, I, I didn't know that you guys would be rocking two lines, though. That was... You, like, you looked... Super off it when you flipped over onto the. I was when, when you changed, when you changed, you're like, you know what? I'm fucking, fucking over this. I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking done seven more shifts than I needed to already. I'm tired, and I've had this. My legs hurt. Yeah, I went to the gym that morning too. Of course you did. So I was like, <gasps> pain. Send help. Yeah. All right. So the weekly waffle, and we're gonna do something which we haven't really talked much about because. It's not something we feel we should talk about, but we are. We're gonna talk about fighting. Yeah, and so cue the old boy. Angry Canadian, you know. Oh, you guys are all fucking you know, soft and this. Yeah, you're and soft that. and hey, what are you talking about fighting for? It's fucking, it's part of the game. It's always been part of the game. Fuck off. So hear us out, Nigel from fucking Saskatchewan or wherever you're getting angry. Yeah, leave us alone for a minute. And As get we all know. Just grab a helmet and get in the trenches and just listen. Hear us out for Thanks, a minute. Thanks, Ari. I know, right? As we all know, and because we, along with every other hockey outlet of disgust, is ad nauseum. Fighting is becoming less and less a part of the league, and that's cool so long as it's happening in an organic manner, and for the most part it is. 
However, this week we bore witness to something which to me was very concerning, and I'm going to set the scene for you. Oh, ooh. <laughs> so dim the lights. Dim the lights. Can you actually dim the lights? Dim the lights dim behind the, you. Can dim you the dim, lights. Have you hang got on, a dimmer? All right, is dimmed dim, it? Dim the lights. Grab a doona. All right. And get on board. Will Carrier of the Buffalo Sabres, so clearly a flog, delivered a nasty shot to Bruins winger David Backus. A nasty shot where he intentionally targeted the head, yep. and he was penalised using the wording intentionally targeted the head. Mm-hmm. Adam McQuaid stepped up to address the situation, and before the fight could truly unfold, the linesman stepped in to stop it. Okay, that's cool. So long as both linesmen successfully tie up both players at the same time and separate the fighters in an equal manner, if that's your directive, who am I to argue that's fine? Exactly. Well, they didn't. So what essentially happened was linesman number one pinned Adam McQuaid's arms, giving Carrier a number of free and open shots directly to Darth Quaid's face. Also, Rogue One. Sick. Uh, following on from the fight, actually. yeah. Following on from the quiet uh, fight, McQuaid was issued a five-minute fighting major and instigate and an instigator's penalty, which is fair. However, he was also hit with a misconduct, which is a massive fuck you, considering what just happened to him. Uh, if the linesmen are under instruction to either stop fights before they start or break them up before they go too far, that's their directive. That's their job, and it's coming from their boss. Then that's cool. But when those actions are being done in a shitty manner and it's placing people in more danger. That's a real fucking issue for me. No, I, I I agree because essentially what that is, they took away Quaid's ability to defend himself, and yeah. essentially, we I mean we all understand. We've read the articles that have been bounced around this week. We know the NHL are very obviously trying to reduce the amount of fights. They, there's there's a conspiracy theory going on, and it's so I don't coy though. Into it. Rather than just coming out, they're like they've they've issued this under the radar directive to their referees. But I mean, I, I think this particular issue in in particular where they. They're, they're telling the referees to actively stop fights, particularly against known offenders, such as your Wilson, such as your... your um, who's the guy from the Avalanche I'm thinking of? Cody McLeod. Thank you. Um, and, and, of course, Quader. Um, they've obviously been targeting those dudes, and this is another example, but I feel like the... But there was five fights last night in other games. I know, and they just happened, and nothing nothing. And then nothing said. happened. So, like, is, is this directive being sent towards particular teams or are the referees just not being given the right information like i feel like the are some referees i, I feel like the information it? has not come from the top in the right way and that's kind of the point <laughs> i'm getting at in a long-winded way like this shit feels like chinese whispers like yeah if you want to make a change like this and you want to mandate that this is the direction that the league is heading in right this needs to be done in a well-organized streamlined official capacity if you're telling different referees at different times different things and yeah and well it's quite clear because they all respond differently right any kind of mixed message you're doing the wrong thing and absolutely what happened last night or two nights ago whenever it was no it's three nights ago uh, mcquade was robbed of his ability to defend himself and to respond to carrier um sorry yep Sorry, I've got, I've got lost. I'm so angry. He suffered a number of facial he he suffered a number of facial injuries in the process, right? Injuries which likely would have been avoided if he'd had both his hands free to defend and fight in the way he would normally do. Yeah, because which they would, are both he would adults. Him the fuck up. They are both willing combatants. That's right. They're both trained, and That's they right. had both consensually agreed to do it. Instead, what happened was someone was held down while someone else punched him. That's not a fight. That's assault. 
Yeah, yeah. That's not a fight. The, the, like, like if you and I said... The referee contributed to, right? If you He's and I said right now... Correct. If, if you and I said right now we're going to fight and we agreed to it, it was a consensual fight and we both did it... Yeah, it's fine. Suck shit. It is what it is. But like, if I held your arms back and let someone else kick the shit out of you... Yeah, you're a piece of shit. That's a crime. Yeah, yeah. That's you're, what fucking You've contributed. Happened. You've contributed to, to that's this, what happened. this poor man's deficit of his, Essentially cuts on his face. Yeah, and look, I get it. This isn't our grandparents' NHL, yeah. right? And the the I, days we, we of the Wild West on ice are gone. Yeah. I, Get it. We we know the bruises are out. Yep. We know we know that that Quater is probably the last of a long line of dudes. Yeah, um, that, that filled that role. Exactly. He's, he's actually probably the, the the one of the last that I can think of. Like de- designated. Yeah. Designated like punches, right? Yeah. Like John Scott was known for that. Although McQuaid is a serviceable stay-at-home defenseman, but stay-at-home defensemen don't really have a role anymore. You need to no, be moving it's, the puck. No, it's, it's, it's fun. So it's, 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 it's fast. It's, it, it, those guys don't really... The, the slow, burly, big, big defensemen who essentially spend 90% of their time you know, in the neutral zone or back home don't really have a spot anymore. But that being said, like it's very clear that the NHL has been you know, trying to... to I guess whittle out fighting for such a long time like they introduced visors in like 2009 and only players who were in the league um, were able to not wear visors so only the vets can wear them now so every Ryan O'Reilly will officially be the last player to enter the league to not wear a visor yeah so and and again so that's a very obvious move because you know and so they're they're now penalising people who take their helmets off before they fight so you have to have your helmet knocked off and obviously hitting a helmet is going to be like 15 times worse than hitting someone's face because it's going to cut yeah. your hand up immediately as opposed to someone's face. So again, this is all thing. These are all yeah. little things. They're all very simple. Instead of doing the whole big bang, like fighting's out. They're doing the old little, if we just tinker here and there, bit by bit. But they think they're smarter than they are because they know that if they just say, right, fighting's out, they're going to lose a huge chunk of their old fan base, right? They will lose... I would suggest up to 35% of the It would the cripple their league. Oh, massively. Because, let's be honest, it's this, what, uh, fighting in the NHL is, a, is the same thing as why people watch motor racing. Yeah. People watch motor racing for the crashes, straight up. Yeah. So if you if they said we're... Redu- if Dude, people watch football for the big hits. Exactly. 90% of football fans don't know how to identify a defensive scheme. No. They don't know how to pick apart a, a complex, too tight end offense. No. They want to see a hit. They want to see. Someone they want a highlight pass, and they want to see someone get blown up. Exactly. So, exactly. So this is this is this is what, how this is a fact of hockey, right? Do you it know why this is. is offensive though? Because they're saying, right, we're not just going to come out and say this is what we're doing because we know it'll cost yeah, us they money. They think they're, they're right? smarter because, than the average fan. They think they're smarter than the average fan. And so, so, but so, we know, we know it's happening, and we've we've known it's been happening for years. Like we called this yeah. ages ago, and that's right? why that's why this is offensive because they don't have the backbone just to come out and say they're doing what they're doing because it hurts the wallet. Yeah, and they think they're smarter than the average fan by doing it in this way. This just makes them look sneaky, conniving, underhanded, underhanded and spineless. Yeah. Which is all things which, I mean, we know Gary Bettman's been like that for years, and this is just another thing in the list, right? You know what's going to happen, don't you? You know what's going to be an absolute PR disaster for them. Worse PR than a, a fucking hockey fight, right? right? Which is ridiculous, by the way, because their logic behind eliminating fights from hockey is twofold. It's we're trying to broaden the appeal of the game. We want to make yeah. it a family game and catch up to basketball. Reduce injuries. Which is ridiculous, because guess what? If people watch hockey, they know there's fighting. They don't care. And then point two, they go, oh, concussions, concussions. It's been medically proven that the concussions are coming from yeah. predatory, hard-hitting headshots and yeah, not into the fights. eye, into the ice or glass as opposed to 
getting punched in the head. And if you want to argue this with me, I'm going to direct you to a particular episode of ESPN Sports Science Series <laughs> where they measured the velocity of three different punches. There was a punch from a bare fist and they yeah, specifically yeah. used a hockey enforcer as the example of a bare-fisted punch. There which was would, one from an would be M- the worst in sports. Which was one from an MMA glove yep. and then one from a full-size boxing glove. And do you know which one caused the least issues for your brain? Uh, I'm going to say the fist cam. The bare-fisted right? hockey Absolutely. punch. Yep. Because less when you, surface area. Because less surface area. When you get punched with a glove, it hits your head and it distributes the impact around your head and that's what causes brain injuries, and that's why boxers are vegetables by the ends of their careers. That's right. Not hockey players. That's so right. So by eliminating fighting, you're not reducing concussions, and you're not going to get more fans. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, mean, I don't like I don't like the health reasons they use. They, they, they really should be doing it in, in another way. Well, that's a cop-out as well, because, you well, know, the, 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 the NFL is under... The NFL. The NHL is under fire because people are saying you're not doing enough to address concussions and there's all these lawsuits. Yeah, but so I, they're, they're doing this but, to, but to make it appear as... Th- yeah, they're trying to make it appear as though they're trying to deal with a concussion no, issue. they're trying to get going, rid of fighting. Yeah. But, I mean... But you get what I'm saying though, right? Even, even the AHL has, has actively reduced their, their fighting to... Yeah, if you, to have, if you have more than 10 fights, you get a suspension. Have more than 10 fights. If you fight in the last period, you get a suspension. You get a game misconduct and a suspension. And so like... It, the, the league itself is obviously, you know, they've started low and they're, they're now starting to tinker uh, up in up in the top league. And they're like, well... But that's know. just another example of their underhanded shit. Because like like you just said... They change the rules in they, the theater league. They want to be able to publicly go to press and say, look, we're trying to address concussions. We're good guys. We're eliminating fighting. Yeah, and they know the general though. public will go, oh, they are... That's not addressing concussions. No, you got you guys denying. Dirty yeah. hits are still occurring. They're not penal. Like so, what they should do is instead of focusing on the three fights that occurred today, they should focus on Tom Wilson's giant hit. And Will Carrier's hit to David Backus. Exactly. So again, they, these don't. I, I mean, kudos to them at least trying to do something. But that's where I draw the line. That what they should do is actually focus on the right things instead of trying to. I don't even understand why they're trying to reduce fighting. I guess they're. Like, yes, okay. I mean, we make fun of the old hat of saying, oh, fighting's part of the, you know, whatever, right? But I don't know. I just feel like the the way they've done it is the wrong way. Like, if they if they were suggesting, you know, oh, we want to speed the game up, we want to, you know, even then... The game's already at dangerous speeds. Like, that's ridiculous. Wayne Gretzky has gone on record as saying the game is... Al- no, was it Gretzky? No, it was Bobby Orr. Yeah. Bobby Orr said the game is almost too, fast, too fast now. I couldn't compete. I actually... No, he didn't say I couldn't compete. He said, I fear for the well-being of these kids because yeah. the game is so fast when they and the, the players board, are so big and the pads are so big now and yeah. tough. He's like, the game is that fast and you guys are that heavy now. Someone is going to get really Fuck hurt. Up. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen it many times the last few years. I mean, just the, the hits are getting obviously bigger, which also means that the boards are, you get faster, the boards are getting harder. It's just physics, my well, friend. Well, let's, let's, clo- <laughs> let's close with this. I've been punched in the head before and didn't get a concussion. I've banged heads with someone in a football collision and had a concussion. Yeah. So... Fantasy shout out. That was a good little rant though, John. It I enjoyed was. it. So we're actually on, on the time check. We're actually well over an hour at the minute. Already. Already. Jeez, we've gone hard tonight. We have. I know. It's all those those sneaky sneaky Donald Bettman references. <laughs> the Donald. The, the Don- real Donald. <laughs> the real Donald. <laughs> the all Donald right. struggle is definitely real. Let's talk <laughs> fantasy for a minute because normally uh, this is something I normally put in a blog, but I was obviously on holiday. Yeah, I mean we've got time, right? <laughs> Mate, we've got all the time. All the time. What did they say? What did they say in the Shawshank Redemption? There was nothing left but all the time in the world. Exactly. Mm. exactly. Beautiful. 
Although we may need to wrap it up because I do have to do a poo. Sure. Uh, <laughs> something significant has happened in the fantasy <laughs> landscape that I would like to share with all of you. Uh, the trend that we would like to discuss is a positive impact the rookies have made over the last eight or so months. Uh, and basically, what has occurred is as follows. And I'm going to use fantasy football as my lead-off example, and this is relevant. But it's a good so example, though, because, th- I mean, let's say traditionally, yep. everyone goes for your top four stars in every team. Uh-huh. You pick up the number one D-man. Hot goalie. Hot goalie. Um, top center yep. and the wingers and the wingers and then you obviously pick up your, your, you your second your tier second tier defenseman etc this year something very different has occurred and it, it, it kind of started last year with McDavid and Co but this year it's really kicked into high gear it has and, and I mean this year's rookie class has been out of control but the young guns have changed the landscape a little bit they have so basically when you play fantasy football um, you know, key high-profile first-year NFL players can have the same impact on your team as a 10-year veteran. So a quarterback who's thrust into a starting role can boom, like Dak Prescott. Um, a first-year running back can become the league's rushing leader, like Zeke Elliott. And, of course, that gives you massive fantasy numbers. Oh, yeah. In hockey, however, new players have been traditionally a little more coddled. So yeah, they yeah. have controlled minutes, and they're in, they're, their situations... Um, often mean that a rookie player might not have the same exposure to pad yeah. out your, your numbers so that a vet might. They're usually in and out of the lineup in the first year or two of their deal. They, they cook them in the in the AHL a little bit. Or, or, or even more specifically, though, like like situations like uh, someone like Ryan Kessler, right? Yeah. They would trust him to take a key defensive zone face off over a Ricard Raquel. Yeah, of course. Or Stevie Stamkos would get the power play time over uh, Andre Pallad or Nikita Kucherov or something like yeah, that. Yeah, back in the day. But um, but like the real life Maple Leafs who are leaning on their core of seven rookies, your fantasy teams can now be reliably bolstered by a huge number of first year players because they're being dropped into high value roles and situations right away. Yeah. Because the real life game has changed so much, the fantasy game has changed so much that you're gonna get what you need to win your championship out of these kids. It's all about speed and youth, and it's all about these these young guys and trust. Well, it's these, about, these young guys trust. are being trusted early and they're succeeding early. So, now, And there's, there's a really interesting thing here too. Because of their low draft rankings and a lack of user information in the, the Yahoo Fantasy apps, like they don't have user picks and they don't have previous stats and things like that, mm-hmm. a number of these young gems didn't get picked up at draft time and to this day they're still floating around on your waiver wire because people just go like, oh yeah, but they're not as well known as. Yeah. So I mean, look, obviously, you know, Austin Matthews was always going to be a priority pick this year, right? But outside of him, um, the following dudes can all make massive contributions to your team. And a number of them are still available in like 70% of leagues. I checked it out. So, mm-hmm. you know, off the top, Patrick Wainey, he's obviously owned in 100% of leagues now. But his silly, average draft think. position was shit because... Well, he went undrafted in a lot of leagues. People in North America, it turns out they didn't watch the Finnish national team and know how good he was. I took him with my second pick because yeah. I knew what he would be about. You knew he would be unreal. But... Yeah, he, he's the leading rookie point scorer now with 31 points, or tied with Austin Matthews after today's game. Yeah. Um, Zach Wierenski is a true rookie. It's his first year. He's been a difference maker for Columbus. He's on track for 50 points as a rookie D-man. He handled the blue line without Seth Jones. Like, again, hugely undrafted. Yeah, I mean, like, these, these young guys are coming in and they're fulfilling top-tier starting roles and getting top minutes yep. with 
top vets like they're, yeah. they're throwing them straight in right it's just yep. that's just how it is and this isn't us just jumping on this now like I picked up Warinski the moment Seth Jones got injured yeah I, I actually remember you saying yeah. to me like it's I think you texted me you're like yeah. dude this kid's gonna be unreal so I'm yeah. jumping on it um, Matthew uh, Kachuk um, so look, I opted for Milan Lucic as one of my two power forwards at draft time I've moved on from him and I've latched onto the Flames winger like he's on a five game point straight ten pims two power play points ten shots on goal and three hits in the past fortnight which includes a four-day break for Christmas. Like, the Flames are red hot now. Yeah. Puns. I know, right? Um, and again, this kid's a big part of it. Jimmy Vesey. Um, many are going to focus on his controversial choosing of his team. but I However, mean, he's killing it. He's, so... fucking, he's great. And look, he's had a bit of a drought lately, but so have the Rangers as a whole. Exactly. As so, they pick up, he'll come good. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just like looking at the Leafs, there's so many to pick from, but Nylander, I mean, Mitch Marner is still on... Uh, um, Undrafted in so many leagues, like he's yeah. Mana's available in like thirty five percent of leagues. Like Mana's like one of the best players right now. But I like, look at he, it, his like, multi point games are out of control. But you look at like I, I was looking for a center slash right wing flex, right? And yeah. so you know how you can see trade behaviors across all Yahoo leagues down that right yeah. column. People were opting for like, like okay, I'll grab Leo Komarov and I'll grab yeah. him, and I'm like. Because Komarov was an all-star last year. Yeah, but he's not but doing a, so great this year as compared he's to been supplanted Mitch Marner. by all these rookies. Yeah, and all these young guns are—they're scoring multi-point games. They're—they're they're playing in the first, second lines. But I mean, the Leafs have no choice but to put these guys in. But the rest of the team is like, well, shit, we've got to keep up with these guys because they're so fast. But it, they it, can outskate pretty much everyone, including Pittsburgh. And it, it tells me things like. Um like I look at things like NBA All Star voting. Yeah. When NBA fans vote for the big name and don't realize the real value in the teams coming from player X, like like Dwight Howard still gets All Star votes even though he's been dog yeah. shit since he left Orlando. Yeah. You know th things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the same thing. People go like, yeah, it's Leo, big names. Leo Komarov was an All Star last year. Like I'll, I'll say this as a Bruins fan, right? I didn't vote for Patrice Bergeron in the All Star game this year. Yeah. He's had a good year. He hasn't had a great year. Yeah, like none of, like. And if, if if you if you offered up, if we did a redraft right now, right, and I had the number one pick, and you said you could have Patrice Bergeron, do you know who I would take over him? I would take Mikael Grunland over him. Yeah. I would take, I would take Sebastian Aho over him. Yeah. Like playing in Carolina doesn't help because there's there's not a lot of coverage down there. Aho's no, going off. He's had four points. He's on a plus five, 18 shots on goal. And ten hits in his last five games. Dude, they've they've got a whole rucksack full of young dudes down there who are killing it, right? And but no one knows who they are because they don't get sexy coverage. No, but they're still legends. And like, so I mean, look at a lot of the like, I I I mean, as a Caps fan, I watch a lot of their games. But we literally have the same team as last year. We mm. have no real rookies. I mean, Jakob like Varna's had a couple of games here and there. Um, and but at the end of the day, we're still rolling with the same mm. age group as before. So we're not exciting. We're not playing sexy hockey. We're losing a lot of games, playing a lot of OT games because again, we're relying on old guys in the same old hat. Like you know, we're expecting over to do the same things. Nikki B's be quiet this year. It's been really quiet this year. So look, look at it, look at the legends that are coming out of the Caps this year. So you've got like TJ Oshie who's killing it. But he, again, he's a younger dude. TJ Oshie's actually thirty. But, he's, but he looks like he's He looks like 22. he's 22. Yeah. He, no facial hair. Yeah. You know? But, but look, it, look we, we could go on for a while, but you get our point. You, what you guys the need to do... young guns are there for you. Pick them up, man. Yeah. Scoop them up. Do you, know, do you know the best way to find these guys? They're the ones who have the blank headshots on Yahoo Fantasy because yeah, yeah. none of the rookies have user picks. Seriously, no. go and find a list and filter it. Just look for the blank headshots and then analyze their stats. Yeah. Like I said, Sebastian Aho is available in 80% of leagues. 
go get him. He's a flex winger. He's going to kill it for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Dylan. Uh, Zach Wierenski is available in twenty percent of league. If you're in a league that doesn't have Zach Wierenski, what are you, you doing? You don't know hockey. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to just drop all of my team and uh, start again. Start again. I will. I, I will throw I'll a disclaimer out, out, out there, and I will throw a disclaimer out there though, and say Dylan Strome and Jesse Pojavi have both failed to live up to the hype. They're not all going to be winners. <laughs> they're not all going to be winners. You know, sadly, they're all not winners, and sadly, all systems aren't winners either. Yeah, it is how it is. You know. Is what it is, boys. Do you want to give out some awards, John? Cam, I would love to give out some awards. So, this week, ah. the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week, aka the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week Award. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend. <laughs> uh, we all know that Matt Martin's a bit of a douche, right? Bit of a douche. But, but... He punched he, Steve Ott in the face today. Which we totally endorse. Fully so, endorse there you go, man. There you go, Maddie. Is this the first, like, thing Matt Martin's ever really won? Probably. Probably, actually. However, there is a second bonus Jumbo Legend of the Week, and that goes to my current goalie, Mike Smith. I love it. So Mike Smith got into a bit of a scrap with the Dallas Stars yesterday. <laughs> and, AKA, um, fuck you, I stopped to deal with it. Yeah. And started a scrum in front of the net and decidedly punched on with three people. But get around this. He started a scrum in front of his net, and he was angry, and he was visibly distressed, and he was smashing his stick. And he got his helmet off and he grabbed onto jerseys and he was trying to fight dudes. Why are we giving him an award for this? Because he got legitimately cut and tried to fight someone as opposed to that goddamn coward Carey Price. He punches people in the back of the head, otherwise known as Admiral Fuckhead. Correct. So Mike Smith, you, my friend, Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Week. Absolutely. And the Johnny B Bone Crunch of the Week goes to the unfortunate Tom Wilson incident. Whilst, yes... Unfortunately, dickhead hit, dickhead on John hit. Moore. John Moore did end up in hospital. Still, like bone rattling, legitimately bone crunching hit. Like, well, it's called a bone cruncher, and I think he probably did crunch his bones. So you've kind of got to give it to him. Yeah, even I mean, though it was a dead shit hit, and he should get suspended. Correct. It was the biggest hit for a while. Yeah. Um, and finally, the Steve Ott dog shot of the week's got to go to Will Carrier, both for his headshot on David Backus, who is now out indefinitely, and for continuing to fire punches at a bound and defenseless Adam McQuaid. I cannot wait until next year when Boston and Buffalo meet again. And I look forward to Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller punching seven shades of shit out of Will Carrier and Evander Kane. Uh, I look forward to it. I just I look forward to any time that someone's beating down on Evander Kane, to be honest. Evander Kane's such a fuckwit that I actually went out of my way to give him shit on Twitter today, which doesn't happen very often. But worth it. But worth it. I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. Even if, You know what? Even if he just sees it, he saw it on his feed for a second and kept on scrolling. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. That's all. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't need to interact. Just needs to know that someone else. Someone else. I mean, there's there's Thinks a whole group. He's a wanker. Yeah. Everyone else. Everyone knows he's a flog, right? More like a vandal lame. Wow. wow. Dad burn. Jesus. All right. That's wow. So it. that's it, man. So we've been talking for a long time. Huge. So huge. So, you know, long show, man. <laughs> contribution <laughs> look don't forget to hit all of our socials instagram twitter and facebook at holy puck podcast uh check in on our website holypuckpodcast.com where all of our podcasts are hosted uh, along with our op-ed pieces and whatnot we're on itunes stitcher soundclouds podcast attic and pocket cast there's no excuse not to listen to us unless you hate hockey 
which isn't a valid excuse. And if you know someone who does hate hockey, stop being friends with them. Yes. And don't know them anymore. Yeah. Unfollow, unsubscribe. Yeah, do whatever it is on social media. If it's your parents, legally legally emancipate yourself. I don't care what you got to do. leave. Live on the streets so long as you're a fan of hockey. It's fine. Yeah. You know my dad's not a fan of hockey. Jesus. He's not a fan of any contact sport. He thinks it's too rough. Sidebar. Jesus. And this is what I'm going to close the show out with. I had my dad and my brother over yesterday to catch up. And my brother's a... This has already started so well. No, nah, this is good. My brother's a gun dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he said to um, he said to my dad, oh, is, is this action at your house? Because he left an action from one of his guns at my dad's house in a safe. Right. And I chimed in with, there hasn't been any action at dad's house for many years. And he got <laughs> fucking roasted by my brother, my brother's girlfriend, my <laughs> wife. My son was laughing at him. Like, he didn't get what had happened, but he's still <laughs> like, like, you yeah, dad! Anyway, he was so cut about it. He actually called me today to tell me he was still cut about being burned like that. Wow. Yeah. That's a good burn. When someone calls you the next day to tell you that they're still upset about the burn from the day before. Well, and he said to me... That's a 24-hour burn. And he said to me, are you sorry? And I said... Definitely not. I said, I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry you feel this upset. Yeah. Which made him even more cut. I'm sad you feel upset, but I'm also pretty pretty heroic for burning you in front of everyone well he did say too he said you need to grow up and think about what you're saying and i said here's the thing i thought about what i was saying and i decided <laughs> yeah, it was a good idea and so continued to say it. thought about it mm, yep checks out dropped it anyway <laughs> <laughs> so look the point is he was heaps cut it was great yeah yeah so you know make sure you hit us up on all of our on all of our socials make sure you hit it leave us with a review on itunes where we, we need them reviews to get us over the review Threshold. Threshold. Apparently, we're only a few reviews of threshold. So if we can get some more, please, that'd be great. Someone give us a three and a half stars. Would listen again on a rainy day. Oh, please, five stars or (laughs) plus. So that's it, man. This is episode thirty-seven in the bank. Peace.